Greetings, heathens and witches. Uh, I'm Jonathan Norgrove. We've got Julie Norgrove here. <laughs> totally bad at remembering how these intros go. It's fine. We'll get there, guys. We're we're young. We're friends. Uh, anyway, you are on the Horn and Cauldron podcast. podcast. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're back at it again, guys. Uh, same bad time. It's a different time every time. Uh, but it's the same bad channel. Uh, so today we're talking about Spellcraft 101. So we're just going to give a little uh, intro to doing spells and stuff. Yeah, and before we get started, um, just full disclosure, sorry for all of the coughing. Uh, we were recently diagnosed with COVID and... <coughs> <clears throat> and uh, I uh, have had a pretty wicked cough. Yeah, she's um, had a cough the whole time. Yeah, yeah. so uh, apologize We're fine, We're fine now. We're fine now. Yeah. But uh, this cough is is definitely still lingering. So apologies if you guys are listening. Yeah, if you're listening, you're going to get some coughs. It'll be fine. It'll <laughs> I'm going to do my best. Yeah. I got cough drops and I got tea and I got some wine which I can't taste any of this stuff but whatever yeah. uh and uh we're just gonna we're just gonna get started so uh what is spellcrafting what is spellcrafting I mean really it's the art of creating your own spell from start to finish there's a lot of ways to do it uh and I mean really no one way is like the right way or the wrong yeah, way yeah spell is one of those the way that I look at it is uh, spell is and spell craft is sort of a disambiguous word um there's there you can mean it in so many different ways i mean think about like books you've read that have had spells in them and how each book spells are a little different you yeah. know so there's there's no wrong way to do spells um and obviously we are not experts at anything we are just two assholes in front of a camera um or inside of your head if you're listening to this <laughs> But uh, or outside of your head, if or you're outside of your head, if you're hallucinating this, um, <laughs> maybe you're hallucinating us. What do I look like in your hallucinations? Uh, don't answer that question. I can only imagine that it's not going to be friendly. <laughs> um, you know what? Never mind. Tell me. But uh, yeah, so there's no wrong way to do this, and um, you know, we're just going to kind of give you an overview. This is a 101, so this is kind of like a broad strokes overview. A lot of the details in this we're actually going to go over in future podcasts. That are um, separately dedicated. That are separately dedicated. Thing, yeah. And of course, if you ever have any questions or anything like that, just reach out to us on social media, um, at NerdJive and uh, yeah, at Goddess Jewels. Yeah. And um, <coughs> uh, yeah, reach out to us. We're always more than willing to help out. And if we don't have an answer, we're more than willing to help you find it. And then uh, mm -hmm. meet back with everybody and talk about it like this because discovery is really the purpose of life, yeah. isn't it? I mean, and um, even though this is like a, a 101, you know, like yeah. intro to yeah, this is really intro episode, to spellcraft. There's no really nothing that makes it so that it's not also valuable information for somebody who's been practicing for a while. Yeah, uh, sometimes you know. sometimes we forget a little bit, and um, certainly there's always r space to learn and develop, um, and that's that's part of spellcrafting is yeah. the evolution thereof well, and therein. I've been practicing so, 30 years, and there's new stuff that I learn all the time. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah. We, all, we all have those, uh, those uh, vague baby witch understandings that <laughs> persist sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but, yeah. <laughs> Let's, we'll, we'll move well, into the first thing. Yeah, well, we'll Let's just jump finish into finish vamping. So, 
the first thing we're going to talk about is different types of spells. Mm -hmm. So there's really a, a few categories of spells that make up like types of spells. And then yeah. they just like branch yeah. wildly out. So the first type of spell that we're going to talk about is uh, spells based on words. So using, word spells. Using words for spells. Using words. Uh, I mean, most most people are familiar, I think, with this trope where like you cast a spell and, you know, it's like the candles flicker and the wind goes and you're saying all this like really like, you know, either it's like in another language and you don't know what it is yeah. or it's like, like, like super poetically, deep, poetically beautiful, beautiful spell, um, nonsense agree. Yeah. And like when I was a baby witch, uh, secret time, uh, yeah, when I was yeah. a baby witch, I thought that all spells had to be either written in poetry where they like rhymed at the end or that they had to be written in like a dead language like latin so fun fact i also took like four semesters of latin you know a million years ago so i don't remember any of it but um, <laughs> clearly there's a lot of different ways that you can do it so when uh so <laughs> yeah, sorry for so the you uh you know you, you don't have to do only the poetic thing or only yeah, the yeah. latin thing yeah. uh although i certainly thought that that's what it, you needed to do so um really a lot of spells are meant to be written down and uh recited later yeah uh, well so when you think about words word spells right and, and i know this is 101 but sometimes it's good to just think this stuff through so obviously you have spoken spells right limericks or or even just uh, assertions of intention um arguably that like that like wh what is that the little train that could or whatever the heck story you I know i think where, i can where he's saying like yeah. i think i can i think i can i think i can that that's that like can be considered yeah. a spell right so sometimes those self-affirmations we give ourselves in the morning or before uh job interview or before we are about ready to do something incredibly dangerous for the grams as it were um those are spells in their own right there's obviously also spells that you write down like in a book like a spell book and then you read out loud all mystically with the wind in your hair and such um those are also spells but uh there are also spells that you write down that have never never have any intention of being read aloud Right. And it's just whatever you've written down, whether that's uh, a poem or a limerick or several assertions or a sheet where you're repeating the same thing over yeah. and over again. I've seen spells like that, yeah. you know, and whether that's meant for posterity in a book or for destruction later or for whatever. I mean, all of that words based thinking is really what we're talking about with regard to spellcraft with re with words. Yeah, so I mean, really, like, the sky's the limit. Like, they yeah. don't have to rhyme yeah. unless you want it there to. There are no hard rules. They don't have to be in another language unless you want it to be. And you understand the language enough to make sure that what you're saying is actually the right thing. Don't just Very Google important. some shit. Google Translate and Spells is, uh... Yeah, don't, don't you're do you're asking for you're asking for you're some, asking for some for some stuff to not problems. work right because Google translates an asshole. That's what <laughs> yeah. that is. And they don't have to necessarily be long or mm. short. Like mm. there's this trope of it being you know like really long and stuff. So big long thing you got to read before the thing gets you. <coughs> it can yeah. be a single word if you want, man. It can be whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. All right. I actually saw a really interesting way to do like a spell where you take your intention and you mix up the letters, you know, so if your intention is like, I am 
powerful or, you know, whatever. You take all the letters and you mix them up into a different phrase that does not sound like I am powerful, but when you say it, it's like an incantation. Mm -hmm. So that's a really Stude, neat scrap, thing to do. Scrabble spells. Yeah, okay. that's, Scrabble yeah, that's, spells. I, I've heard, yeah. I, okay, so what the way that I've seen that done is you get, you get whatever you're going to write out, you write it out in Scrabble pieces, right? And then you kind of like mix them around. Um, I've even seen people flip them upside down and choose them, like, you know, as you're feeling it out in whatever order it comes out in. And then that, like, reordered sentence is the the spellcraft that you want to use, the Scrabble spells, because yeah. they have little letters on top. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's, a, it's a, a thing that I've seen, yeah. you know, talked about it's before. A, it's pretty fun. I, I definitely want to experiment yeah, a little it's, bit it's more certainly, with that. It's certainly it cool, feels yeah. Very, you can make shit like, just sound sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, it sounds very, like, fantasy novel. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can do a lot of stuff with words, obviously. Um, but that's actually the smallest section that we really have. Yeah. So the next thing we want to talk about is symbols and sigils. So some spells incorporate using symbols or sigils as a part of them, and some spells are all about the sigil itself. So some of them have a component, and some of them solely are comprised of the symbol itself. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the cool thing about this, much like everything we keep saying this, I know it's a broken record, but this is our like hashtag, it's whatever yeah. you want it to be, um, is yeah. if you see a symbol or sigil out there that you like research it and if that works for your intentions go ahead and use that mm -hmm. um runes and imagery from like tarot and oracle uh, decks are a really good example of symbols and even sigils or s that you didn't make yourself yeah so you can certainly yeah. do obviously like that. always do research uh but your sigil doesn't necessarily need to have um historical ties you can just uh, functionally make them up um like my because i do abstract art i am incapable of drawing a human face with any detail <laughs> like from memory that's just not how my brain works i do like abstract abstract symbolic and like color art because you know i'm crazy or something <coughs> and um uh, it, the art that I did for, um, um, November, Inktober, Inktober, the Inktober, that's the one, <laughs> November was NaNoWriMo, um, for Inktober last year, a lot of it started moving into, like, sim like, like, sigil craft work, yeah. because I started including, like, tarot symbols, and, like, runic symbols, and stuff yeah. like that, and we started kind of, like, like, I started kind of getting in this groove with sigil creation, so, like, it doesn't necessarily have to have... Uh, historical meaning and also um, you know don't don't be afraid of 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 ignoring the haters is the way that I'm gonna put it um, yeah especially with rune work there is uh, there is um, there there are people online who who are very find, loud who, who, who about wanting to talk about how runes, runes are not runes are pure, used purely in historically magic. a written language and not magical and how it's all like 90s Celtic farce or whatever the heck um whatever they're saying is what i mean uh but if you if you use runes and you follow rune work and i i use runes i make my own runes i've actually never bought a set of runes surprisingly uh i manufacture my runes um, but like if you buy runes or you manufacture your runes and that's what you want them to use, uh, yeah, sort of, I have rune tarot cards, like rune cards are yeah. super rad. 
um but like if that's what you want your belief to be then that's okay and and sort of just like ignore the haters that are like there's no pure form historical accuracy based on this blah 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 and it's like okay cool uh, you know i'm not saying like take a symbol and turn it into something else that's that's not what i'm saying but um you know like don't be afraid to use a thing um, just because you want to use just because you want to yeah. use a thing again if it's asterisk. a tattoo do research first yeah if you think that research is enough find somebody else to who has the research to judge you because tattoos are forever i have a lot of them there's Trust that joke me. about the japanese kanji that means soup yeah, yeah don't get soup um, tattooed unless you <laughs> like soup then get soup tattooed yeah. dog i'm not hating now, on soup lovers i mean that being said you're you can also lover. make your own sigils and this is something that yeah, i only recently gotten into um in the last few years for my own magical practice and there's a, a much like everything else there's a lot of ways to do it you just got to find a way that you want to do it i've seen ways that has a that have a grid where you use a grid for the letters of the alphabet or um, there's several letters you can do it like how those you know those little paper foldable mm -hmm. games mm -hmm. yeah totally um and uh another really common way to do it is to write out the intention of your spell and then cross out any duplicate letters and now you get to like arrange the letters in such a way where they create yeah. an image that makes you feel like it's serving the purpose of your spell a lot like how you would create like a bind rune per se yeah. just sort of like merging yeah. everything so so one. on bind rune uh, if you're gonna do a bind rune, the best way to think about it is stacking letters, right? <coughs> Runes are very simple, straight line sort of letters. Um, so you just you just sort of you write a letter and then write a letter on top of it and write a letter on top of it and write a letter on top of it. You can make lines connect. You can have multiple lines. You can rotate those letters around an axis, right? That's very common for the like wheel style um uh, runic symbology and such um you can kind of do whatever you want i've seen them like 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 moved about in a grid network and like in a grid yeah. space kind you of a thing you can also place them inside of like a circle or a double yeah. circle yeah exactly so you, you can kind of do whatever you want it's it's funny there's I've well there's almost always done sigil work with with newly created sigils that i created for me sigil work has always been creative in in my way and never been like replicative or duplicative until recently when i've gained enough knowledge to know like what yeah. symbols i want to use and what symbols i don't and we still i still a lot of the tattoos that i have are symbols that i have created myself um some of the symbols that i created myself that i have tattoos of and that i use in a lot of my work are um i've been drawing since like middle school yeah. Right. It's a sigil that has followed me since middle school, and I, you know, and and like the the runes carved in the front post of the house and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff I, I've done myself because for me that's that creativity spark, you know, that creativity side of it. Create your own sigils, but um, that's definitely not everybody's path, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, like if you think that you want to create your own sigils like give it a try you know what worst case you draw something out you're like this is kind of dumb and then you just tear it up throw it away yeah it i can't tell me, you how many torn up thrown away pieces of yeah. art i have in my lifetime it is... takes me a while to find the sigil that 
that means that carries the energy to me yeah that i want it well to yeah carry. sure of course and and like all muscles practice makes perfect so if you want to do sigil crafting and sigil work or spell crafting and spell work in fact do it with repetition write spells and it's okay to write a spell and be like i don't like this spell and then just like throw Never it away it and rewrite a new spell <laughs> Right? No, don't throw it away. You want to hang well, on to the thing that if, you did. If, if it's something that you want to hang on to. I mean, if you design a sigil or you craft a spell and you're just like, all right, this is 100% not what I'm feeling. This like was a complete failure. Like, Don't be afraid to, to just start from scratch. I mean, yes. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, if it's good, dude, keep that scratch, shit. But, but I like, think that you should write down what it is that you're doing. Oh, yes. That way you yeah, know yeah, yeah. for later. So don't just, like, throw it away and tear it up or whatever. Um... So next are spells that are more physical, really, because we've been talking about like this abstract idea of using words and symbols and stuff. And while those can be written and put to yeah. paper, or this whatever, physical stuff's also abstract. Don't don't. The physical stuff yeah, is also abstract, but it's in a different way. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like throwing fireballs, guys. That's not yeah. secret I think, time. I think That's the most popular that. physical spell, like right now, is jar spells. Jar spells are super common. I'm seeing them everywhere. They're hot. And jar spells are hot right um, now. It's really cool because jar spells can do like so much, and there's so many ways that you can really yeah. think about putting together a jar spell yeah. that it makes it very like easy to do. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter what stuff you have access to, you let's, can let's, do. Let's be honest. The the many number of ways to do things that we're talking about are that you can make any sounds with your head. You can make any picture received into your eye holes, and you can do any physical motion to for it to count as a spell if you really think about it. I mean, right? Yeah, that's a good that's, way to say that. No, yes. but but like like understand the amount of freedom you have. Like if your sigil is non logically runic and you want it to be like Jackson Pollock color splatters and stuff, like that's you, dog. Do it. Live your best life. A hundred percent. Right. If you want to like uh, like how kids make up fun languages, if you want to like make up a magical language for your practice, then like rock and roll. Do it right. Do your spells in that. If you want to practice jar spells or some other physical spell and we'll get into more physical spells. Right. Like do them. There's there's no limit. So I say this all the time. Don't build up barriers within yourself. Uh, don't limit yourself. Everybody else is going to try to limit you. You should approach this from a purely free sense, right? Like, you can do whatever you want. That's why we keep repeating this, like, there's so many ways you can do this, and there's so many ways you can do this. And it's because, I mean, when you really think about it in, like, a kind of clinical sense, anything and everything can be a spell if you so choose it to be in your life, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Like, you make your own magic. Yeah. I'm pretty certain that's a Disney shirt or something. <laughs> um, I don't know. Perhaps we should make that shirt. Maybe that's our shirt. So that's, that's definitely our shirt. <laughs> Hashtag you make um, your own magic so dogs. Jar spells. Jar spells, you take whatever stuff is for your like intentions of the spell, yeah. and then you put it into the jar. Yeah. You and put spell ingredients in jar. And seal the jar. And it's then the title. that is it. Um, now... <laughs> It doesn't have to necessarily be a jar. It could be a bottle. There's a lot of those cute little, like, necklace bottles that you can buy online. You can use uh, an old mason jar. You can use a bottle of hot sauce that you, particularly like, like yeah. that you particularly like. Like, you can yeah. do a you jar spell. A yeah, you could use a box. You can use a lot of different things. A jar spell is just kind of like that thing. And you see that when you see the jar spells, they're usually, like, 
artfully put together and they have like beautiful wax dripped all over them and your jar spell doesn't have to be that way um unless you really want it to be listen listen the first time if you've never done one it's not gonna be let me tell you what um dripping wax artfully on a jar is it is easier said than done yeah it is sometimes it is not as easy as you would think it is and like i make my own candles i can control precisely at what temperature the wax flows (laughs) and sometimes you're still just like ah this is not how i wanted this to be so once you've made your jar spell um the real question is like what do you do with it jar spells are usually spells where your energy is released over time or um like sort of perpetual they're sort of like time released spells uh much like those little glade plugins yeah jar spells they're like glade plugins for witches and some they are though and sometimes it's another shirt now glade would probably hunt us down and kill us <laughs> and sometimes your jar spell is done and it runs out Big so like i i've done all manner of jar spells ones where you put on your altar to remind you constantly of the magic that it's giving out ones that you like hide in a corner we've buried a few in our yard um if you're gonna bury something you bury it in a place where you know where you're going to bury it, where something isn't going to dig it up, and where you're not going to hit a glass jar with a shovel and make a bloody glassy mess in your yard where you're going to cut up your hands or possible animals or some nonsense like that. If you're yeah. going to do a jar spell, what I recommend is, if it's a glass jar, put it in a raised pot with a plant. That's yeah. what we've done. It's in a raised pot with a plant. We know exactly which plant it's in. If you're going to do a jar spell with the intent of burying it for all of eternity, then you make your ingredients and the package you put the ingredients in, biodegradable. Out of paper, uh, or brown paper cloth. bag, um, banana, but only leaves cotton, banana leaves are really good, or palm leaves, like the big like banana leaves <laughs> you can get, or um, like corn husks. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a lot of that kind of stuff for like rehydrating for wrapping yeah. in the um, um, in the Mexican section of the supermarket. Yeah. I've legit like seen this stuff mm-hmm. on. Uh, uh, I think it was on r slash heathenry maybe or somewhere where yeah. they were just like um, where they were talking about walnut that. shells walnut shells really yeah good. if you have a little one bury it with something organic and make sure none of the ingredients are non-organic uh like let's not let's not make it worse out there guys yeah. the world is not uh, doing above solid. all don't with all of these spells if it's a time release spell and if it's a physical spell be sure that when you are discarding of your spell ingredients whatever those things are or if you're leaving offerings which i know that we're not really going to talk about in this but we'll talk about it at a later date yeah be sure that you are disposing of them responsibly you are presumably either an adult now or will be an adult in the future use your common sense and make sure that you're not poisoning the world around around you so if you have a jar spell you can dispose when it's done some people like to break it up and dispose of the components separately that's fine you can do that but regardless of how you dispose of the contents of your jar or whether the jar is still fully intact don't throw the jar in the river don't leave it out in the woods for some sort of animal to try and eat and choke on. Um, it's very important that whenever you do magic, you also exercise common sense. And in this case, <coughs> we're talking about disposing of spell things. I've had people ask me what to do with a, with a physical spell when they're done with it. And honestly, what I do when I'm done with a jar spell or a physical spell is I wrap it up and I throw it in the trash. 
and then the and then the trash goes outside for garbage day and then the garbage man comes and picks it up and then it goes to a landfill yes landfills aren't great but at the same time that is the safest place for this type of spell if you're not going to be dismantling it one piece at a time. Yeah, or unless ready. all your ingredients are biodegradable. Exactly. If you If you do your jar spells with biodegradable ingredients, you can pour it in your compost pile, mm -hmm. right? If your jar is just full of water and leaves, various plant, different plant leaves, right? It's called herbs. Then just like pour it in your compost pile, it becomes part of your whole garden. It's back in the cycle. Don't make a mess of the earth. That's the TLDR of this. Let's let's keep the earth like healthy. Also, with regard to physical spells, uh, and it's just it's not on our list, but um, uh, physical movements. We've all seen like well, maybe not all of us. If you haven't like, it's in some animes. I was gonna say we've all seen animes where people are doing hand movements, but they're oh, like yeah. physical hand movement spells. Um, they, there's obviously, like, everybody's heard the term, like, rain dance, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's also, like, dancing spells where, like, the movements of your body represent the spell mm -hmm. or what have you. Um, you know, there's meditative spells where, like, the <coughs> position you put your body in to focus on the spell is the spell itself. Mm -hmm. So, like, again... You got a lot of Literally options. anything is possible to be a spell. Yeah. Don't poison yeah. the earth and uh, ask for consent. <laughs> because sex can also be spells. Sex magic. Whole thing we'll yeah. get into at a later date. We're not even going to talk about it here. It's not even on the bloody list. Yeah, but totally forgot sex about magic it. is a very powerful form of magic yeah. and a very fun one. Yeah. Do your uh, research. So Get consent. Let's, let's all be responsible adults here. This is a responsible adult place. Yeah. If you okay. have any questions, we actually do a lot of sex magic. Um, so ask. just ask. Yeah. Um, we're a we community. Happy to yeah, we're happy friends. to give we you share. guys info. Yeah. Now, one of my favorite types of spell are spells where you burn things. I definitely feel like I have an affinity for the element of fire. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I really like to do spells that are burning spells. And much like we were just saying with the disposal of the jar spells, you have to be careful that if you choose to burn anything, anything at all, if anything's being lit on fire, whether it's a candle or a piece of paper or a stick of incense, you need to be safe. Fire can get very out of control very quickly. <coughs> and that is certainly not how you want your spell journey to be, is nope. starting a fire. Nope. So, um, but fire spells can feel very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and they really sort of break down into two avenues of spells. So fire spells really take two directions. So one is candle spells, and the other one is everything else. Yeah. So candle spells are... Um, a lot like jar spells, only you're using the candle itself to help power the spell. And these can be a time release kind of spell, but not always the case. So usually what you do is you take the candle, you can carve it if you wish to express your intentions, either with actual words on the candle or with sigils or symbols that you have found. Yeah. <coughs> uh, and then uh, the candle is usually dressed with oils and then rolled in herbs. Uh, and then the candle is burned either each time you need the power of the spell or is burned until its entirety. And then that um, essentially closes the, the circle spell. and finishes the spell. It finishes yeah. it out. Also, if you don't know how to dress a candle in oil and rub it and roll it in herbs, do your research on it. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a YouTube video of that for a Mirkodime yeah. vlog. Um but um yeah don't don't just 
Don't just willy nilly with fire. R remember, fire dangerous. You're not fireproof. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, fire is dangerous. You know. <laughs> um, and then another type of burning spell that you can use besides candles is um, burning a piece of paper that has your spell or intentions on it. Mm -hmm. Um, or burning or, a thing like that a you're leaf. trying to release the energy yeah, it's, from yeah. or of, which we do yeah. often in our um, rituals. Well, yeah. when we can have rituals. Yeah, we rituals can't have them right now because, because of, of the, the Rona. The Rona. But yeah. Um, yeah, usually spells where you're burning something are to get rid of or to release that thing from you. It's usually mm -hmm. getting rid of negative um, activities or ideas in your life. Mm -hmm. um, but they're really fun. I really enjoy burning spells. One of mm -hmm. my favorite burning spells is to write something on a leaf and then you burn the leaf and then that does the thing. You, If you do that on a bay leaf, which we live in a forest that has lots of bay trees, so they're mm -hmm. everywhere, um, <laughs> is you write your wish on a bay leaf and then when you burn it, it comes true. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and you can find bay leaves in just like the culinary section yeah you go the, to the grocery store you buy babies of the not even grocery there. store it's, yeah. it's it's a pretty fun one uh and it's a it's a nice easy kind of one but again if you're burning something make sure you're doing it safe yeah um another fun thing that you see with um spells particularly in movies is like amulets or like jewelry that's like the magic ring yeah. or you know that sort of thing like the locket goes on and she falls asleep she can't wake up yeah. um yeah. and you can do that yourself too so um it's really kind of two places, amulets and jewelry, right? So an amulet is typically something that has, a, that's like a tiny, tiny little jar spell, but not necessarily in a jar. Uh, it's uh, you, the simplest form is to put your spell items into a small cloth pouch. And then that pouch goes with you wherever you're going when you, yeah, you just wear it around your amulet. neck or in your yeah you wear it around your neck or in your pocket or however you want to handle mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. um so that's an amulet um now you can also do you can also use jewelry too so you can also enchant your own jewelry mm -hmm. um or of course you can make jewelry and that is for the intention that you're looking for yep. yeah now yeah with amulets and with jewelry, especially with jewelry, the jewelry is something that you're going to want to wear more for the long term. So with something like that, you're probably going to want to be charging that spell again. So whatever spell you're doing. Uh, we're back. We're back. We're back. Okay, so that's what a um, an amulet is. Yeah, and you do want to charge an amulet from time to time, just because yeah. it's something, you know, you're gonna wanna be wearing that cool ring that you got for like a while. So, yeah. you know, you would just basically redo that spell when you feel like it needs more of that energy. Yeah, and amulets can of course be both, <clears throat> amulets and jewelry can both be purchased and charged with intention or created and charged with intention. Either way, charging with intention is important, but you don't necessarily have to like make your own pretty thing if you don't if you can't make it that's fine someone right? else can make it for you yeah like i don't know i don't know how to work silver to make a beautiful ring i'm not a ringist whatever the hell those people are called <laughs> jeweler um right like i can carve some shit out of wood but i can't do that so i, I would i would purchase something from somebody and and that's perfect that's exactly as reasonable as anything else mm -hmm. right um Okay, so next up is is kitchen witchery. Yeah. Right, which is which is also <coughs> super hot right now. Everybody's super, hot, super right hot for kitchen witchery. Kitchen witchery spells are I feel like so underrated and I love them so much. Yeah. So, um it obviously this is another type of physical spell and um the basic is that you can you can 
craft your meal with magically inclined herbs and imbue it with your yeah, with intention. magical intention. And you can even use like runes or sigils to add extra power to it. See, I mean, guys, what was I saying? Yeah. Even eating food can be magic. Yeah. And again, whatever you're adding, make sure it's safe to eat. Um, you know, don't eat stuff that's not supposed to be eaten, guys. Don't eat things you shouldn't eat. Don't eat okay. rocks. Don't oh. eat rocks. Don't eat if, poisonous things. I, I'm talking to the people that think that you can eat rocks. Don't eat rocks. You yeah, know who you are. Rocks. Don't eat rocks. We we were just recently talking about this uh, bloody people talking about eating selenite. Yeah, yeah. No, there's people out there who don't do who it. Grind up selenite and use and sprinkle it on food and eat it. Now selenite is a rock, and it has not lots a food of Tiny rock. little particles in it, uh, and you don't want to eat that stuff. Yeah. So just do your due diligence and make sure that whatever you're eating is something that you should in fact be eating. Yeah. And uh, if you read an article online, and it doesn't matter who wrote it and how, how fancy it sounds, if you read an article online about a thing that your common sense is telling you is maybe like a little weird, um, find another article. Re read the yeah. stuff that's against it and, and come to a, like a sane person conclusion because uh, you can't do spells if uh, you're in a hospital dead. So, <laughs> and we certainly don't want that for anyone. Yeah, and we don't want nobody to get hurt. So, like, think yeah. things through, use common sense, and, I mean, seriously, don't eat rocks. Yeah. I don't, that's so, obvious. Unless those rocks are salt, uh, because salt is a rock. Uh, and salt is delicious. Yeah. Just don't eat too much. You can only uh, eat salt. Obviously. But rocks. kitchen witchery is really fun because if you are in the broom closet or, you know, wanting to do maybe something different yeah, than or in a space the usual where thing, you can't you're in a space where you kind of can't really practice like open. that, make yourself a meal. Uh, I'm going to talk about these protection tacos again. So, like, when you... Ugh. so We're going to do... We're going to do we're gonna We're going to do a Merrick Vodime vlog about this. Don't worry, guys. We were going to do it, and then we got sick, and everything's been haywire, and we did not have the food in the house to be able yeah. to do that. <laughs> TLDR about being sick is that you are left with the things that you have. And don't get That's me it. wrong. We have enough things, uh, but we don't have we the specific have things, things to yeah. make tacos. Yeah. So that was so, uh, that was a, a non yeah. non. So uh, if you want to make protection tacos, my favorite thing to talk about because I love tacos. You basically are gonna make your your meat or you know meat replacement, whatever it is that your thing is that you do, uh, and then you're gonna want to combine that with some spices that to that mean protection and um, some. Things that do that are uh, lime and, and cumin and lettuce are all herbal type things that you can use that are known for protection. Yeah. So that's pretty Salt, cool. Salt, obviously. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously, again, do your research. But yeah. as you're cooking it, you can use, you know, as you're stirring your, your meat, you can draw your sigil. You can draw runes in the pan. Mm -hmm. You can just meditate on how you're going to feel once you've eaten that food and as you're eating it that's really kind of what you'll do we'll do a whole thing on kitchen witchery yeah <clears throat> but you know now that you've got an idea of what ways and this yeah. is really just a small snippet of oh, the ways on, on, that you on, can on cast this a spell. on this before we get out of kitchen witchery real quick um julie does uh when she makes pie she'll do like the crust she'll like you know, you got to put a, like a couple of cuts in the crust. Sometimes you'll cut like a rune into the crust, uh, which is a nice way to do a little kitchen witchery. Or if you're doing like a, she did, a, she did a, a, a 
Apple something or other one time. Yeah. Uh, where the, the like, lattice work, each one of the little, like, dough strips she carved runes into and then, like, baked the whole thing. Also, it makes your food look cool. It and really makes your food I, look cool. Really, aren't we all doing everything <laughs> to be cool, man? Right? Like, so, I'm like... I'm already cool. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, don't listen to her. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> anyway, now that you've got an idea for some of the ways that you can cast a spell, um, and you've kind of decided like what of that you want to incorporate, yeah, what type of spell you want. Now to. you can start your research, and research is research. the most important piece of spell crafting. Um, to start, you want to look at spells that other people have done for ideas. And you can look at spells specifically for whatever your intention is. So if you're trying to do a money spell, you can look at other people's money spells. You can look at that. But you don't necessarily have to look at only people's money spells. Perhaps somebody wrote this really cool love spell and you can think of some ways to sort of change that into something that you want. What I'm not telling you to do is to steal other people's work. What I am telling you to do is to look at what other people have done and incorporate things that you like into your own practice, yeah. thereby making your own style. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it's it's there's a um, there's a thing in martial arts that I grew up with where it's like if you once you do it like a thousand times, it becomes yours. And and, and the the sort of TLDR of that, I will I will get into that at a later date also but but the sort of tldr of that is you know like if if the intent if your intention is to do a specific thing right and the 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 research that you do and the training that you get teaches you a specific way to do it at a certain point in time you may change an inflection you may change a word you may change the whole thing in its entirety but at, at a certain point in confidence you find a way to do it yourself uh and your way and that's kind of what we're talking about uh as a solid example if your craft is especially specific or not incredibly common or popular at the moment, you may have difficulty finding research about your craft or in ways in which others in your craft practice. But what you can do is you can be inferred by and informed by other practices. If you are practicing a very specific sort of shamanism and you see how this other sort of shamanism does their work and that's interesting to you, you can include the sort of logical structure of that or the manner in which they're doing that thing in your thing uh, and it's the same with spell work and it's the same with anything is sort of like do research learn but make sure that you're doing your own thing because again <coughs> there's an infinite number of ways to do these things so like your specific infinite is purely yours celebrate that you yeah, know? absolutely. That's absolutely. it's kind of what we're trying to say, I guess, yeah. maybe vaguely. And I, I'm really into magical correspondences. That is, I have a huge database of magical correspondences, and I, it is the most exciting part of writing a spell for me is looking up all of the things that are magical correspondences. I have it color coded. In fact, I have it color coded in explain, such. Explain what a magical correspondence is. So a magical is, correspondence is is um if you're looking for a protection spell mm -hmm. again, then you would want to look up what things generally mean protection. So you're looking at 
herbs and plants and you're looking at stones and you're looking at colors and symbols and animals and deities and and those sorts of things so correspondences you take the thing that you want and then you're looking to see what items correspond with that yeah. intention with that correspond purpose. correlate yeah coralline no that's a movie that is a movie that's a, different <laughs> that's a totally yeah. different unless thing. coralline corresponds then there you go it's a correlation uh, <laughs> oof boy yeah. <laughs> let me know if that made any sense because i think it just did don't tell coral don't tell coral. <laughs> coral so my favorite thing is to research the correspondences and i have she, she does color coded really i really do yeah. i don't it's something about it uh and i have it color coded to things that i i, I have these lists color coded with herbs and stones and stuff like that to things that I have on hand, like things that I always have on hand, like yeah. garlic uh, is not necessarily for protection, although it can be. Um, and that is a particular color because I know Vampires. I always have garlic on hand and some things are like, okay, well I don't, it's color coded like bananas yeah. are for like male fertility magic. And I have those color coded. Uh, I have things like that color coded in a different color because it's not something that I always have on hand at the house but it's something that i can easily get yeah like you just go to the store you pick up some bananas yeah so right? you want to now look up your correspondences for your spells purposes so if we go back to our protection tacos we're looking at everything that's protection yeah. or if you're wanting to do a money spell you want to look for all the things that correspond with money and really the key here is you want to look and see what's recommended and what i do is i write them all down it is a hugely absurdly long list oh my god yeah anything <coughs> you can think of there's a million things that correspond to it yeah. and then you choose the things that are you have available and to then you. you further narrow that down yeah. to what you want to use so yeah. with protection and what's available just for herbs it was this list of like 50 things and I narrowed it down to like probably a good 30 things that I had either easy access to or already had on hand and then was like okay this is still too many things yeah. so then I narrowed it down to the manner in which I wanted to make the protection tacos spell yeah. so all of that edible type stuff um, you'd really be surprised what you've already got on hand or what you can very easily get especially for those of you that are still in the broom closet like if you're if you're afraid of other people in your household knowing that you're casting protection tacos they don't need to know that you're making protection tacos you're just making tacos today. yeah well and yeah don't i mean don't don't lie about magic but um yeah if if you're trying to make yourself protection taco dinner and somebody's just like hey man what are you doing over there you're just making tacos Right? Like, <coughs> you don't have to have, like, you can't see them. I normally have, I have big head tattoos. Um, and, like, if you, if you don't want people to know about that, or you got a whatever about that, then there's also ways to do it where you don't need big head tattoos <laughs> to do your thing. Yes. Right? This is a life choice. That's, that's, uh, that's forever. That's why they're called tattoos. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, totally, totally. It's sort of like, um, do you want to win a beer drinking contest? <laughs> well, then you should probably drink the urine of a goat on a roof. If you can't get a goat, maybe you get something else. We've all seen Beer Fest. We know how that magic works. They win the, they win the beer fest it's in the name uh, uh, so anyway talking magic. about looking up 
correspondences. Don't forget to look up things that are amplifiers or items that are complementary for your spell. Yeah. Um, so like clear quartz is a great amplifier. It's a very easy, yep. it's a very easy stone to get. Um, but also if you want a good way to speed up. If you up live in California, it's on the ground. Yeah, if you live in California, Everywhere. it's on the ground. Um, <laughs> but also if you want a spell to go faster, hot peppers is a good way to do it. Yeah. If you want a spell to, you know, work faster, then there's a lot of different things you can do. If you're looking for protection, do you also need to look, you know, would it also benefit you to look for things that are, that would help you with courage? Are you not looking, are you looking for only protection or are you looking for, you know, um, yeah. courage? If you're doing a money spell, is just money what you're looking for? Or are you also hoping to have a little bit of luck sprinkled in yeah, there. Yeah, or so. success or, or something like that. <laughs> so. And I would I would say that I recommend you you start working on a list of correspondences that you appreciate or that you value or find a website that has the list that you like. Or so that way you're not having let to... Let us know, because I've been kicking this idea around. Would you guys be interested in a Patreon that has access to my absurdly large and all ever-growing list of correspondences. It's true. It's always updated. It's ever-growing. We could do that. I mean, I could make a website about that. I've been thinking about... So much work. I've been thinking about doing that. Uh, it wouldn't be very expensive, but it would certainly be It wouldn't be, be very expensive, but it's a lot of work for me. I'm looking forward to it. It's, yeah. But let us know if you're interested yeah. in uh, access to a pretty advanced sense of correspondences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And for any of you that are listening from outside of the U.S., um, first of all, hi, thank you. Yeah, uh, our, our two listeners. Um, <laughs> there are also things that I, I also include things that you would be able to find in other parts of the world. Yes, um, yeah. And without course, necessarily yeah. having to schlep into a Whole Foods or, you know, get stuff delivered from Amazon. So um, the last thing on the correspondences that is often overlooked or perhaps a bit too romanticized as well is finding a good time to cast your spell. On research, not on correspondences. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Continue. Either way. <laughs> I knew what but you were talking about. You want to find a I good time to cast out. your spell. Some, some phases of the moon or even times of day um, can boost your spell work. Mm -hmm. And that's great if you want to do that. You hear a lot of, you know, like, oh, it's the new moon. Got to do the spell for the new moon or got to do it because it's the full moon. Those are great times for, for spell work. Now, they don't necessarily have to be the time that you're going to do the spell work. Uh, oftentimes, we'll, I'll say, oh, did you know it's the full moon? Like tomorrow, or we'll go outside and literally see the moon. You're like, oh, man, today's the first day of the new moon. That's right. Uh, and then we go, oh, we should do that spell that we've been talking about doing. Mm -hmm. And then it takes us a couple of days to get no. the spell done. And maybe then we finally day, end up doing like the spell. Maybe it's like two days after the, after the full moon, we're doing the spell. Instead of thinking of it has to be done on a thing, think of it as it is most amplified on a thing, right? You can do a spell at any time. You can do it in the day <clears> or in the night, right? You can eat green eggs and ham. We... We know how oh, this works. I was really hoping that you were going to rhyme. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it, and then my brain was like, man, you're drinking too much for you to be making up rhymes on the fly. So I decided not to do that and not accidentally rhyme two words that literally don't rhyme at all. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not a rhymey man. That's that's super disappointing uh, <laughs> that you did not take that chance to rhyme it. I'm 
my mind it was a, is, it was a risk i was unwilling to take in my, my current is state racing through ways that you could have made your next line right yeah, well now that i'm thinking about it dang but uh <laughs> flipping shots but fired over really here shit. the most important thing is to make sure that you're making to make sure that you're doing the spell at a time that you will be uninterrupted yeah uh, that's really the most and that's working piece. best for you right like if you have a meeting at, at, at five o'clock in the morning at your uh, business and you want to do a spell the night before because of whatever reason um, don't stay up super late to do the spell get some get some of that sweet sweet sleep such that you can be prepared for your 5 a.m. meeting like don't make yourself work harder than you need to um, and understand that the intention may have more power than um, uh, the timing that you read about online yeah. is really the way that I want to say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we've all read that where they're just like, you got to do this at this time because the this is transiting this. And it's like, that's super tight. Two o'clock in the morning seems a little high risk right now. So let's do this at like 10 o'clock at night. There was recently a comment that passed by us like a couple of months ago. And the comment would have passed by our house. And we wouldn't have been able to see it from our actual house because we live like literally inside of the forest. Yeah. But um, we, <clears throat> we could we could drive a short drive to see this comment sure. and would have had a fairly good view of it. But it required us getting up at like 3 o'clock in the morning and on then coming back on a work day yeah. and then coming back. And we were just like, this is not... This yeah. is this is like a once in a lifetime comment. That's fine. We'll just look yeah. at pictures. Sometimes, um, sometimes, you know, it's not worth the effort. It's it's not. Uh, it's better that you get the sleep. Humans need that stuff. I'm told. Yeah, and be um, okay with you know. Also, sometimes that we go out down. at midnight to look at the moon. So yeah. like whatever, dude. Live live your best life. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> it's okay also to scale things down. Too. Yeah. You know, it's not. Whatever deities or spirits you're calling upon to help you assist with this, whatever, whatever in the chaos is helping you make this magic work, uh, is not going to be disappointed. That you yeah, didn't do yeah, don't don't a tr full don't, blown don't trip hour on long it. Don't ritual. Trip on it. Yeah, yeah. So now that you've got, now that you've figured out, like you've done what your research stuff you want to do yeah. for your spell. You've done your research. Now you can start thinking about intentions, and this is by far the most important part of your spell work. In fact, there are there yeah. are several types of magical practices where you don't do anything else. It's all in your little mind powers yeah. and it's all in your intention. Think about your mind palace. Upgrade your mind palace. Have a have a have a mind palace. I don't I don't I don't know where to go with that. Yeah. Throw yourself a mind palace party. <laughs> Invite all your pals you, to your mind palace party. Would that be an MPP? Are you down with MPP? You know me, bro. Thank that you. was beautiful. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> okay uh, so total aside. So set clear intentions, and you want to when you want to speak in affirmations when you're talking about your intentions. You want to use "I am" instead of "I want to" something. You basically want to speak it into existence, and speaking in a way that says "I want to do this thing" is saying "I want to want to do this thing." So you want to use "I am" or. If you're invoking a deity of some sort, you can say guide me to or help me to, um, that sort of thing. You want to be, above all, very specific about what it yeah. is that you are asking for. Specific, 
confident, not an asshole. I, I know it's crazy that I'm saying this right now, but don't be an asshole to gods. Shit should be self-explanatory. Yeah. 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 Don't be an asshole to gods. You, yeah. Don't be. You're not an asshole to your boss. Don't be an asshole to gods. They're more important. Right, but less like you hear, more yeah, important. more important, less corporeal, less corporate, more morporeal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you'd be surprised how often I read some stuff about somebody getting getting uh, getting spicy with a deity, and it's like that seems like a high risk move. I've seen a lot of horror movies. That's how those uh, that's how those sometimes start. Yeah. So um, yeah, really, with intentions, you want to keep that intention as simple but specific as you possibly can. And really, you n not just want to make it simple and specific, but also a bit realistic. So if you're doing a money spell and you want to win the lottery, saying, I will win the lottery, I am going to win the lottery, is great. But did you know that you can win the lotto and win just $2? That is a whole lot of winning. Yeah. So, if you're looking for a large sum of money, you want to really, <laughs> you want to yeah. win it big with the lottery. That's better, but perhaps not as realistic. I'm not saying don't do it, but think about yeah. the expense of what it is that yeah. you're doing <laughs> mentally with your magic versus your potential rewards. And you've got to think about how, if you're trying to do a spell that's go big on the lottery what are your odds of actually winning that lottery? First of all, you actually have to play the lotto, I guess, but... Yeah, well, but see, but, you know, that's the thing. If you want to win the lotto, whether you want to use your intentions of the desire to win the lotto, and that's a horrible example because it's the lotto, but but if you want to win the lotto, right, um, you have to buy a ticket. Uh, there's a there's a saying, and, and boy, howdy, I don't know precisely how the real saying goes, but functionally, it's God's help those who help themselves, that's not the, that's the phrase I think you were going to go for, but okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but, like, like <coughs> if you want to win the lotto, you have to buy a ticket. That's how the lotto works, mm -hmm. right? If you're trying to do an intention spell of success at your new business venture, you need to participate in venturing that business, right? Um, just like if you want to find success in, in a thing, you need to do the thing. If you want to do a spell about a thing and you want to cast intentions about a thing you, again you need you need a form of reality involved in this right you need confidence you need intention um and and you also need to put in the work right and part of that's i mean really that's just an extension of the don't be an asshole part like don't be an asshole to deities right um you're not gonna find a lotto ticket that's the winner that's just not statistically that's what happens in movies that does not happen in real life yeah and if so, it does so wow. if that's what you want to do buy it you know yeah 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 so participate in your own success yeah right yeah and now, that's part of the intention i want to talk a little bit about hexing well, yeah let's have some let's have a and, little and hex curses breakdown. and and shadow work or dark magic whatever it is that you want to call it yep. we're just gonna use hexing as sort of the catch-all term for um, whatever darkly intended thing you want to talk about. Yeah, so hexing and curses and dark magic or shadow work are often 
discouraged by modern practitioners. Um, and this is kind of like one of those hot button topics within the community. It is. It is. It is. And uh, hot right we now. feel that in order to have the light, you also have to have the dark. That doesn't mean that for every good spell you do a spell about something you don't like, but um, it is okay. Yeah, that's not to stable. That. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not, not that's not <laughs> mentally stable. Listen, I did twenty three light spells this month. I got I only I've only done twenty dark spells. It's not a good balance. I got to do three yeah, more. That's not, that's how, not that how this shit works. Uh, Unless that's how you want this shit to work, man. Again, you do you. I mean, I guess you. really what I'm trying to say is, if you want to hex someone or you want to do some sort of offensive magic, yeah, um, then go ahead. But you need to do that with understanding the full consequences of your actions and a lot of practitioners um say that you can't do that stuff because whatever it is is going to come back to you threefold or you know whatever that stuff yeah, is yeah that's that's um, that's often a quoted thing and and again if your form of practice believes in the like sort of all light all right sort of a thing um and like like no darkness or whatever that's no hate Right, yeah, like that's that's, that's you. If you don't want to do Some it. Some people only practice uh, internal sort of shadow work to rectify their demons, and that's their magic, and that's their spell work, and and that's their craft. And and again, that's that's also fine, right? We're not we're not telling nobody how to do nothing. But but for us, in our opinion, in our research, in our studies, and in, in our practices, right? Um, you know, there's there's some light in the dark and there's some dark in the light and both have a presence and both have need to be respected. And just like anything you're talking about, you know, we're talking about winning the lotto, which is like big good, you know, and, and if the thing that you're talking about is something dark or bad or hexy or cursy or shadowy or, or whatever term you want to use, right, you follow all the same practices, right? You do your research, understand what you're doing, right? Because... If, you know, you have the potential for the upset for that stuff to bounce back to you or for that stuff to, you know, take something wrong. And, and it's the same thing when you're, when you're doing this, um, you know, like, don't be an asshole, yeah. right? Well, <laughs> How many times can I say As far that? as the come back to you threefold thing, I mean, really any spell can backfire. 100%, yeah. <clears throat> but because of the generally mental state that you're in when you feel like you have to hex or curse someone um you know that's probably you're a lot more volatile it's a lot easier to get off track and it can certainly be easier to have those spells backfire spectacularly yeah that does not mean that when you are casting a non-hex type of spell, that it will all just go peachy. Sometimes spells backfire. Sometimes yeah. they don't work. Sometimes you cast a spell about something that's good and something bad happens instead. Yeah. It happens. But chaos if, is a bitch, dude. Yeah. But if you are looking to do something that's more of a dark magic, just understand what it is that you're working with. Um, but also really think about it before you decide to do it. So we're not trying to discourage you from doing it, but if you're doing something that would be a hex, then you're probably in a place where you're angry, you're hurt, you're unhappy about something. And you can very easily find yourself in a place where you're going to run headlong into doing a spell like this when you're upset. And performing magic when you're angry or upset or otherwise not in like a nice yeah, em emotionally place distraught is the, is, is, the term is I'm really going there. to wreak havoc with 
your magical practice. Yeah. So yeah. if you decide to do something like that, make sure that you're going into it in a place where you are not outrightly angry, even though the actions or whatever it is that that happened that's causing you to want to cast the spell <coughs> may make you angry. I mean, it's and we we all know somebody who deserves a good hexing, yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, but just be sure that you're not doing it in the moment because you're upset. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like they say in Groundhog Day, don't drive angry. Yeah. Don't drive uh, angry. It's, it's yeah. It, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's like, don't run headlong into a situation because you're emotionally distraught. Do your research, you know, <clears throat> do your study and, and then, you know, execute accordingly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what do we have next is, uh, So, casting the spell, so... <laughs> All right, we're back. We uh, we we've only got a couple sections left, so yeah, let's talk we're about almost there. actually we've, casting the yeah, spell. We've already taken you through the whole process, so now it's time yeah. to cast. Now your you have spell. your spell in your little hands, tiny baby hands. Maybe they're not tiny baby hands. Maybe they're just Robin, regular hands. Tiny baby Robin hands. The superhero, not the bird. For any of you that watch Teen Titans Go, you'll know what Jeez, we're talking about. Man, that show. And his is, tiny baby hands with his, his tiny buff calves. Baby hands and his gross buff calves. <laughs> and his weird, sexy bird pictures. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, this is fucking utter chaos to you. So, yeah. <laughs> good luck, I guess. Just Whatever. go watch some Teen yeah, Titans Go. Yeah, go watch some Teen Titans Go. Network. We're yeah. not sponsored by them, but we love that stuff. Yeah. We okay. will be if they want to be. Call us yeah, or sponsor us. Something. Um, I don't even know how. But, I don't even know. Sponsor yeah. us, Teen Titans. Sponsor us, Michael Jelinek. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh man, we okay. want to be in the show. Make that happen. Go. Oh God, I would love that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, casting the spell. We are now at the point where we've done all of our pre-work, and sometimes this takes a while. It usually takes me a couple of days at minimum to write a spell. Um, so it's not always something fast. Although sometimes I'm just like in the moment and it's just happening and I'm going. So <coughs> now that you're ready to put all your pieces together, make sure that you write out your spell and gather your items needed to cast the spell. The importance of this is really that you need to make sure that you can, if you are reading your spell out loud or reciting your spell, that you can read what it is. It's very dramatic to make uh, a circle of candles and everything and you've got all your herbs and whatever you're using but and then you have your spell and it's printed out and it's in beautiful writing on this cool paper you found but if you can't read that spell by that candlelight yeah. it is a mood killer yeah so we've uh, <laughs> we've definitely done a, a few rituals where it's like all right you know we've we've got the fire pit going and everybody's in like a calm place and everybody's got their like the thing that they're gonna burn ready and we get to start talking and you're like and read. we cannot you're like, read you're like what is on our paper. You're reading the beginning of the ritual and then you're like turning to try to catch the light <laughs> from the TV reflected <laughs> through the window so you can like read this thing at like a crazy angle or yeah. whatever. And we've, yeah. yeah, we've definitely or by done... by candlelight, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, we've definitely done rituals. A single candle in the dark is not bright enough to read some shit it's from. It's really not. Yeah. What it's I recommend really if you're gonna, not. if you're gonna write it, write it big. If you're gonna print it, large point font. I the first couple of rituals I printed out were in yeah. like nine point font or some nonsense like that because yeah. I was like, hey, it could all fit on one page this way. Yeah, that was a horrible mistake. Yeah, so oh. you know, make sure you have adequate lighting. So if you're gonna be printing it out, try the large point, try high contrast. Yeah, um, like, you know, 
like don't write in red 100% on a hundred percent you can paper. you can read off a cell phone yeah, you can also read like, it off straight of your up, phone. dude. Read or it off a phone. It's way easier. If you're using like a fun book of shadows, like you can use your phone as a flashlight. Just before you start doing your spell work, put your phone on airplane mode so that people are not trying to buzz you because that's gonna get you. If you've got like a ring light, actually, um, which is one of the things that we're talking at, uh, <laughs> then that's a really nice way to do it too. Just make sure that you have lighting because there is one the the thing that is going to most quickly sour your mood for your spell is not being able to read what it is that you have written and what you're supposed yeah. to be saying or mispronouncing <laughs> a word because uh you know you can't read which character that <laughs> what, what letters in that word dog i've done that yeah. several times so now that you've got all that stuff together <clears throat> and you've figured out the right time and you're ready to go um allow yourself plenty of time to get right into the right headspace. I find it helpful to have extra time beforehand, before I'm even doing any magical stuff, and even during a ritual to just have time to meditate so that my mind is clear. Uh, but also, like, do you wanna have, like, cool mood lighting? Like, it usually takes us a little, it, when we have people over for a ritual, it takes longer because you have a crowd coming. But if we're just doing a spell with just the two of us, it still usually takes us somewhere between um, 15 and like 40 minutes to yeah. set up for a spell and gather all the pieces together and be in the right headspace yeah. and then we can begin. It's, it's like cooking. When you watch the cooking channel, you'll notice that they, oh, there's a, this is an onion, we're going to use a whole onion. And they cut it up, they put it in a bowl, and they set that bowl just over here. And then they cut up the next vegetable and they set it out over here. And they, they do whatever they're going to do with the meat and they set it over here. And they have all their shit prepared in an area, right? So that way when they're doing the thing, they don't have to like come inside and grab a drink and then like open that drink and like put it in their fancy cup and then go back outside <laughs> because they ran out of a drink, a thing that I've actually done in a ritual uh, because we were doing toasts and I ran out of drink. because We got a, there's some of them that we did a little too many toasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you're going to do toasts where you like toast a thing and take a drink, toast a thing and take a drink, you take very little sips very and you have sips. a very large vessel because... We have ran out. We've done too many toasts before and ran out of drink. And then everybody's having to like shuffle in and out and get more drink. It's just, it's not a good look, dog. Yeah. But you know what? At the same time, if if you're doing ritual and that's what happens, guess what? That's what happened. That's exactly. It's what part happens. of the ritual yeah. now, man. Just do it. Rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Like. I mean, really, that's the thing. I roll mean, with the punches, you dude. You don't want to do get distracted. With confidence. You don't want to lose the sort of like thread of the spell right yeah you you want to kind of stay in it and if staying in it means that you got to turn on your cell phone flashlight or staying in it means you gotta like reposition yourselves because you got to use the bigger fire because you can't the candles just it's not it's not a good enough candle. or you want it or you to gotta be... go inside to get another drink you do that or shit you wanted solemnly. to do your spell naked that was another big thing with like wicca books in the 90s and early yeah, 2000s man. was doing your spells sky clad aka naked and let me tell you when you are doing she gets cold sometimes when you are doing a ritual and it is like a long one where you're invoking the corners and you've got the mother and the father and you got poetry stuff you're saying, it gets cold. Yeah. So think about that before you cast the spell. But the thing also is... Also where you're doing it. Make sure that yeah. you got like a window <laughs> closed or the people outside of the window are yeah. okay with that shit. But, um, like, you know, if you feel like you, like something happened and you got taken out of the spell, maybe you're dog needed to go to the bathroom in the middle of your spell work don't be angry just yeah. 
do whatever, you know, take care of whatever the thing is that needs to be taken care of. Take your dog outside, put a robe on or something so you're, you know, like warm if you're getting cold or whatever is happening. And then... Add wood to the fire because the fire <laughs> in the fire pit, we waited... We were drinking long. too much before we started the yeah. spell, and now the fire's and, out and you can't and, burn and, none of the stuff. And then allow yourself to get back into that headspace, yep. and then just continue with your spell. Uh, there is there's nothing that says that once it starts, it can't be interrupted. That only happens in movies when stakes are on the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, it's too many stakes. Yeah. So do your spell with confidence and take the time that you need to take to make that spell something that you're happy with. Um, so we talked a lot about preparing for the spell, right? We've got yeah. all of our preparing, all of our doing the spell, but what And we've happens... done the spell. <laughs> yeah. We just did the spell. Magic. Yeah, so... Now what? Like, now what? You know, <coughs> you're really now, you're looking at post-spell aftercare. Yeah. Um, and that's just as important as all the setup. Yeah. If you're going to set up a big, elaborate series of candles to perform a spell, uh, you, you have to put those candles out. You plan on sleeping in the future, right? Um, yeah, it's the same thing. If you If you prep a big meal, you have to do dishes... Right. If you cast a big spell, you have to take care of yourself. It's aftercare. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would say the the first and most important thing that you should do after a spell is eat something. Uh, eat a small meal or like a snack or something. Um, but you want to eat something, yeah, and that's calories. particularly if you didn't eat during your spell work. During spell work, I actually like to make. A small snack and then I eat some of that snack and some of that snack I leave as an offering and as a thank you for helping me complete the spell to whatever it is that's helping me plus you get a you get a little snack in the plus middle you of your get a spell. little snack yeah. and you really you really want to make sure that you're eating something either during your spell or pretty close afterwards and that's yeah. because you just like magic you can take a lot out code, of you yeah. you just put a lot of effort, a lot of intention, a lot of focus into something you've been working on for probably a while. And it, it, it can be very easy to feel lightheaded and drained after a spell. Um, and you want to recover. In fact, sometimes after doing a spell and, um, I want to take a nap or it's at night and I'm just literally going to go to bed after yeah. doing it. It is magic can be quite tiring. <laughs> and you can experience uh, like a like a hangover almost. Yeah, like, like almost a, like a magical hangover. Totally, totally, yeah. totally. Which is totally normal. I don't know that there's like a fun term for it, but... I think magical hangover is about as fun as you can get, I mean, right? yeah, I guess magical hangover is a pretty fun term. But yeah. I want like something more... More... Oh, feeling. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, no, I don't know what that is. Um, so if you feel like a magical hangover, that's totally okay. Again, you've just expended a lot of energy to make whatever this thing happens. And sometimes your feeling of magical hangover is comparative to the complexity of the spell it does not it, having a tiny magical hangover does not mean that your spell was any less effective than having a large feeling magical hangover yeah. that is not in, at all the way that that works but sometimes when you're done with a spell you feel like extra energized and like super jazzed and if that's the case then that's great and just embrace that but magic is really just like a muscle and um 
when you're doing magical stuff, it's a lot like doing weight training. You know, you're working a specific muscle and yeah. really in a way you're working a muscle with magic too. And you want to take time for that muscle to recover before you work that muscle group again. <coughs> yeah. I mean, really it's just, it's just like, don't overdo it, you know? Um, and, and it, I, you know, I say, I say this, pretty often on a lot of things but like celebrate your own successes right hey you just did a magical thing that you've been working on L like hang out celebrate it live in live in that space i, I mean you, you ask julie how often i'm just like celebrate your successes dog they don't have to be big successes <laughs> celebrate small successes like nobody else is gonna part no, nobody's throwing you a party dog throw your own party throw parties for yourself mind parties in, in your, your mind, mind palace. palace that's right um, this isn't a thing. We, I don't, I don't know anything about this mind palace shit. I'm just, I don't know. It's a thing that I started saying. We just today. came up with another yeah. shirt, I guess. This is getting too many to be shirts. A Whoever's in charge Lots of shirts, of shirts out there, do shirts. Oh, I think that's me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's me. Oh shit, that's a lot easier. I'm the one who has Photoshop on their laptop. Yeah. Hey, you're right. You should do the shirts. I don't know how to do that at all. I don't definitely so, do that. So I mean, work. aside from just like celebrating your, um, you know, your your you did the spell, which yeah. is always really awesome. Like whenever I get done doing a spell, I always feel like extra cool yeah. you know it really like ratchets to that like confidence meter up but you also want to <clears throat> make sure that you write down what you did in your book of shadows and um, going back to our 10 tips for a magical new year our last show we talked about uh, write it down, and I'm going to continue to say write it down, write it down, write it down. So if you have a book of shadows, that's where you're going to want to write down what you're doing as you're doing yeah, it. Or, so, or whatever you want to call it, a spell book or yeah. like a, a recording you should have, book. Ideally, you should have two. One is for reference, and one is more like a journal or a diary. Yeah. Um, so you want to make sure that you write down. Remember, wizards are always surrounded by like big libraries of, of shit. So like do the big libraries of yeah. shit thing. And you can yeah. do electronically if that's your preference but you should definitely write down write what you did star trek journal i like, write mine in a journal that i got from target yeah no uh, straight up like it's, it's got with like cool shit. erasable pens it's a problem uh yeah, so record everything man <laughs> yeah so write down write down the spell write down what you use for the spell write down when you cast it write down how you felt afterwards and then as the spell unfolds and becomes in the ether make sure that you're writing down any other observations that you have about the spell how you feel about it and as your spell materializes update that later on yeah yeah definitely so i mean you know what take care of yourself it's real simple quick quick breakdown of 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 what we're talking about here right pretty much anything can be a spell so just figure out what you want to do and do research study that shit do it Make sure you're doing it with intention, with confidence, all right? Um, uh, uh, with, with, with just, like, an understanding of what you're doing, like an adult, like, rational shit. Like, don't, don't burn your house down. If, you're, if you don't have a space that's fire safe, just hold off on the fire thing, man. Do something smaller. Just be safe. It's very easy for that kind of shit to get out of hand. Uh, but, like, set your intentions, do your intentions, and, and then when you're done casting your spell, and, and when you're through with it, write it down, meditate on it, you, you know, refuel from it, and, uh, you know, 
kind of move on to the next thing. Yeah. And it's an unending on journey. Show. That's that's kind of the point of it is to learn and and to journey. Um, but uh, just like you're learning and journeying with us, hey, here they go. Oh, it all ties back in. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, so that's Spellcrafting 101. Yeah. Um, again, and I know that we mentioned this earlier, but we are probably going to do full shows on each of these components individually. Oh, There's a lot to talk about. I could do a show space. just on runes, like the physical Elder Fuzzard And letters. we will. We don't yeah. know exactly when. Yeah. Our next um, episode, though, is going to be about Imbolc or Candlemoss, yeah. which is the next of the Sabbaths. Uh, so so look forward to seeing that one or hearing that one uh, in two weeks. Yes. Yeah. In two weeks. Uh, this podcast comes out every other Monday. Um, Be sure to subscribe. We are on all of the podcasting things. Yep. It is a nightmare for me to set up. And I don't even know if I've done it right, to be completely fair. But I had a bunch of friends check for me, so they all say it's working. Yeah. All but, of our uh, two listeners, we greatly appreciate Yeah, we love you, you listeners. You guys are the best. Uh, follow us on social media and talk with us about this stuff. Tell us what, uh, tell us what you're feeling. Tell us what you're thinking. I'm uh, at NerdJive literally everywhere uh and julie's at goddess, goddess jewels, jewels. Uh, and if you don't everywhere. know where to find us very specifically you can go to nerdjive.com slash links yeah and that takes you to how to find us wherever you may be yep yeah. yeah uh don't forget to check out our our youtube channel you can see our faces while we're talking to you about this stuff if you're so inclined to listen to our faces for that long uh, we also do a bunch of other youtubey funness um, we do some live streaming. Life does some live streaming um, on twitch.tv slash nerdjive. And um, yeah, I think that's all of the self-plugging. Yeah. If you are watching this on something, uh, follow and subscribe to us. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, share with, share with us your uh, tips that we missed. Correct us on the things you disagree with us on. Uh, positive discourse is always good. And, um, yeah, either way, I have been John Norgrove. And I've been Julie Norgrove. Yeah, and this is the Horn and Cauldron Podcast. Podcast. And uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Uh, stay frosty. <laughs> yeah, maybe I said that last time. I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I said it somewhere. <laughs>